Hey, thanks for tuning in to episode 17 of the Motown Family Sports Rant. Mom's back this week and she joins us to pick out the athlete for Athlete 20 Questions. And then she joins us at the end where Brett asked the question, uh, should sports in America be reconfigured? Is there a problem with how it's run currently? But first we start out talking about the Lions preseason game last week and their loss to Jacksonville. Brett asked the question if this is the brightest time with the most hope for Detroit sports in the history of the city of Detroit. And then we also go over the new Madden and whether you would trade JMO for a first round pick currently. Thanks for joining and I hope you enjoy the show. Okay, welcome to the newest episode, the Motown Family Sports Rant. Uh, this week, as always, we'll start out with the relevant stuff. Uh, the lines. I didn't see the game, to be fair, so I'm going to rely on Brett and Dad here. But the score was pretty lopsided. What did you guys feel about the Lions? Uh, I know it's preseason, but how did they look against the Jaguars this couple days ago there? Dad, did you watch the part of the game at least? Did you watch like most of it? I was working. I, I literally just caught some highlights and read some uh, some articles on how people performed. Okay. It sounded like uh, Sudfeld and Bridgewater sucked, although Teddy, it's his first game. And uh, that's kind of all I read. Otherwise, they didn't perform great. It sounds like they kind of got outplayed in all three facets, yeah. but it's preseason. Yeah. Dad, did you did you catch it? Did you get to watch it? Or? I honestly didn't catch the game. Oh. I, like Craig, I just kind of read some articles. <laughs> yes. All right. It was on. You watched it. So- Yes, thanks, I, Mom. <laughs> I had a funeral this weekend, and I still watched it. <laughs> it was kind of a funeral anyway. <laughs> no, yeah. no I, my takeaways were it was kind of night and day difference. Yeah, I felt like last week they dominated the Giants up and down the trenches, and it looked the complete opposite this time. Uh, their offensive line depth looks really bad. They need to figure that out because if anyone gets hurt, they're going to be screwed. Uh, I thought Jack Campbell looked really good again, which is good. It's fun to see. And it's pretty clear that, like, Gibbs is good, is really good, too. That was my other takeaway, too, because they just didn't run the ball nearly as effectively with, like, basically the same old line they had last week um, without Gibbs, you know. And he didn't do great, but he had some, you know, he had some, he got, got some traction in the run game, so. I see they let Muhammad go, right, Muhammad Ibrahim? Did they? Yeah, they let him go. They oh, he was uh, he was injured, and they put him on the injured reserve or something. And if nobody picks him up, they're gonna they might put him on the practice squad if nobody picks him up. But they went out and picked up a safety or cornerback who played at Wisconsin because they were kind of short in that area. Okay, I can't remember the guy's name. I guess he did when he was drafted a couple of years ago. He did really well at the combine, but I hadn't heard of him. Maybe his name's Nelson. Maybe something. He's from like that. Wisconsin, you said. Yeah, he, well, yeah, he actually went to high school in Michigan, but he played college ball in Wisconsin. But I can't remember. Like I said, I wish I could remember his name. But yeah, I was. I thought I was a little disappointed with the Ibrahim guy. I actually thought he was kind of the tough style runner that maybe wanted to hang on to, but I guess he got hurt, right? And then they yeah, put him he, he looked hurt last game. Yeah, he looked hurt last game. He's a pretty yeah. like downhill. Did Teddy did Teddy play at all? Teddy Bridgewater? Yeah, he did. He he's only been there a week and I think that showed. I I'm not super worried about him. Um I mean, they clearly just told him to kind of throw it in the flats if anything this yeah. this this go around. Um he looked good on the side. I mean, he looked like he was a leader on the sidelines, which is good to see. He's a backup quarterback, so 
it looked way better than Sudfield. I think it highlights that you need to cut Sudfield, though. Like, he can't make this team in any way, shape, or form yeah. as a third string, second string, whatever. Um, I'd rather see them give a chance a flyer on Adrian Martinez at this point than we know Sudfield sucks. He's been in the league for seven years. Yeah. It, it's just, yeah. He sucks. Sorry. Yeah, no, his <laughs> first play again, he threw a pick, like, and a bad pick. It wasn't even like. A- but I thought I read that he had thrown three picks already in, yep. the, in the preseason. It's fucking preseason, man. Like, these are second and third string players. He's the interception yes. I saw, he just floated it over the middle, clearly over the receiver's head, and it was picked off. It wasn't even close. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe occasionally the receiver's running the wrong route or something, but I don't know. You can't turn the ball over like that. And if he's doing it in preseason, that doesn't bode well. That's one of the things I feel like turnovers and bad decisions you can judge in the preseason. Yeah, right. Uh a lot of it, like the final score, I think this was honestly good for the Lions. Yes. I think they were riding pretty high after the training camp and then kind of destroying the Giants in week one. Yep. So maybe this will bring them back down to earth a little bit. And and again, it was all like second and third string guys, though, so I'm not that concerned about them losing yeah. in the preseason. And they're, they're still a really young team. I think it shows that. And they're going to yeah, have man. a couple games like that this year, I think, too, where they're just going to probably struggle a little bit more than they should. It reality checked me for a little bit, even though it's preseason. Like you know, if they if they happen to lose a game to like the Packers and at Green Bay or something like that, like I wouldn't yeah. be super surprised, you know. But I feel like the, honestly, the record's probably gonna be like ten and seven, just because of how young mm-hmm. they are, which will still be enough to make the playoffs. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think it'll be like the number look on paper a ton better than last year that's just what i'm predicting because i feel like you're right they're gonna have one or two games where they just kind of like nobody shows up yeah. but we'll see it's preseason it really doesn't mean anything we'll see what next are week they gonna like. play any of the starters next week have you guys heard anything i think they actually are finally i hope they do because i want to see some good foot i don't think golf will play don't they usually play most of them for like one drive or something but I don't think Goff will play. I don't think he needs to, honestly. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably play Goff a for a quarter maybe. and then just give Bridgefield the last three. Or maybe just a couple yeah. drives. I don't know. Honestly, yeah. with their sit, I'd probably give Bridgewater the whole game, honestly. He clearly needs some reps. I'd, yeah. Yeah. Maybe like a half at least or something. But yeah. Either way, he shouldn't be playing too much in the regular season. If he's coming in, we're kind of in trouble. I mean, he's Teddy's Teddy's pretty good backup, but he's not he's not as good as Goff. Right. Yeah. I side note about Teddy Bridgewater. Did he really wear number four? Yeah. <laughs> and I hope he does that. Anyway. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it looked awesome, dude. It was really cool. Wow. How is the, I don't I didn't know I thought there were like specific numbers players had to wear. I didn't I guess the quarterback could wear whatever, but fifty, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's like a center number. It's not a quarterback right. number. I guess there's like no smaller numbers available on their team. So he had to wear he had to they do have, like, I know, like, uh, David Montgomery's, like, number six or something. Like, I don't love the running backs wearing the single-digit numbers, but that's just the traditionalist in me, I guess. That's funny. I feel like there's got to be a, a number one through 19 still available. But, yeah, no. <laughs> but whatever. Apparently not. 50 it is. Go, yeah. Teddy. You see the wings picked up Petrie? Brett and I yes. talked about that a little bit. It was a good move. Yeah. I don't know much about Petrie. Where did he come he actually, from? You know, his, you know the history with him in the Detroit area, right? Yeah, his dad played for the Tigers, right? I feel like I recognize the yeah, name. He, I uh, I just can't think much. About I that. I had never made the connection, though. When I saw the pictures of them side by side, they look very much like one another. 
Yeah. yeah, his dad was a great pitcher for the Tigers in 84 when they won the series. He was actually probably their second best pitcher after Jack Morris. Um, but he, And he was just a nice, gentlemanly guy. But his son's been pretty successful in the NHL, too. He, where did he play, Brett, just most recently? Montreal? Yeah, I think he was Montreal. He, uh, yeah, he put up a couple, like, five or six straight seasons with, like, 20-plus assists, 30 assists, or something like that. Yeah, so he's kind of an offensive defenseman, right? Yeah, and he's got decent size. Um, and yeah, he's a local kid. Obviously, he grew up here because of Dan, his dad. Yeah, um, he seems like a really nice dude too. I like that they're bringing all these guys home like this. I think that's cool. Yeah, um, especially if they're good players, and it sounds like he is. So yeah, I think he's a, he's he's a, he is a good player. I'm not sure if he's made any All Star games or not, but I know he's pretty well respected around the league. Yeah, I mean he's like he's like 34. Five or something like that. So he's and they gave up nothing for him. They gave yeah. up a, a defenseman, minor league defenseman, who really wasn't going anywhere with the league, the team anyway. Mm-hmm. So it was a good pickup. Yeah. So I think it just shows Eiserman is kind of all in on trying to make the playoffs this year. Yeah. Yeah, I think they need to. I think all the Detroit teams honestly need to, with the Tigers exception. But yeah, the other three need to make the playoffs this year for sure. So does that bring us to Brett's topic about? Well, before we get there, did you want to talk about the Tigers? They're still still technically relevant in the sports scene. Yeah, they won again (laughs) today, and Kerry Carpenter hit another home run. I think he's got seventeen or eighteen, Brett. Eighteen, yeah. That's Torkelson hit another one today. Yeah, he's got twenty-four, maybe something like that. I am kind of glad they kept Kerry Carpenter at the trade deadline. Yeah. Apparently, I heard that there was some interest, but they thought he was part of the future, so they didn't want to trade him. Good call. Just for nothing. Yeah, he's showing his worth. They cut Haas. Did you guys see that? They cut Eric Haas? Yeah, he's been playing like shit, but it is kind of sad to to you guys' point. He is a local kid, and I know he's mom's favorite time. was. I got to find a new one. I'm sure she's disappointed. I was very disappointed. He was was fairly (laughs) successful the last couple years. It's kind of sad to see him go. Yeah, yeah. Last couple of years, he was pretty, pretty good. He was a good, uh, good, tough guy out there. And he just, he was just terrible yeah, this year. I think but. he had twenty home runs one year, a couple of years ago. Last before. year, he did. Is it last year? Yep. Yeah, I so don't know what, what happened, happened this now? year. What but he just year? Kind of fell. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't know. I just fell off a cliff. He I mean, he's not young, isn't he? Like almost thirty or something? or something. I think he's he, just. He doesn't yeah. hit for average at all. He's just like a home runner boss kind of guy. Yeah. So. Yeah, and defensively he's not very good, so it's kind of like it's all he has. Yeah, they, they signed in lieu of him was some guy from Arizona, and I guess at one time he hit eighteen or nineteen home runs in the in Major League Baseball too. Although I think he's been injured quite a bit. Yeah, at one right. time, like over the within the last couple of years, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sometime in recent history. six years ago, it was real good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, back in the twenties. Yeah, but no, I'm like, I'm kind of excited about the direction they're headed. I think they have some hope for the future. They got a lot of guys yet, and um, they haven't even brought up yet, like Colt Keith. I really want to see Colt Keith play. I really yeah. wish they'd bring him up and just give him a chance. And same thing with Meadows, um, Parker Meadows. Yeah. You think they'll bring some of these guys up at the very end of the year? I know when the rosters expand, sometimes they do that to let them I get do. some. That would be yeah, fun I think they'll bring up Keith and Malloy. Yeah, at least. I hope Keith Malloy and Parker, right? And Parker, too. Yeah. Dad, I had a fun little point because during our draft episode for the for the MLB draft, you mentioned that the pirate strategy was to put aside money and to not, like, not draft the premier guys so they could take guys in later rounds. 
Um, Correct. So the Tigers actually did that this year kind of with Max Clark. I didn't realize this. And they also drafted a guy and number 37 overall named Kevin McGonagall. He's supposed to be a great hitter. Yeah, yeah. Who they basically got because of that, because they were able to put side of money and convince him to come. Kind of yeah. Um, he's currently the Tigers' fifth-ranked prospect, so I thought that was kind of cool. Did you it's see MLB's awesome. rankings of the minor league systems? I guess the Tigers jumped 11 spots from last year. Yep. They're, I think they're still maybe on – they're not even in the t- – still not in the top 10, but they've taken a huge step from last where they were at the same time last year. Yeah. Considerably better, yeah. So I, yeah, I think, and there's other guys in the minors who are doing fairly well. I, you know, Casey Mize is coming off an injury. There, he's starting to ramp up a little bit. Um, Turnbull, I'm not sure what they're ever going to do with Turnbull. I don't think he'll ever be the pitcher he was. He's had too too many injuries. But I mean, they even with they have a lot of good young pitchers coming up, and now they got some bats too. So I'm kind of excited about their future. Does this lead us to Brett's topic? Sure. Brett, uh, you wanted to talk about due to the recent success-ish of the uh, the Detroit teams, or at least bright future, you had a topic. Yeah, in lieu of that, we just talked about Torque, uh, Carrie Bonds, as they call him, Carrie Carpenter. That's his nickname, I guess, and I like it. Uh, And Green Bean's a terrible nickname. I I love it. I think it's sweet. (laughs) There's some Jesus references in there, too, because Carpenter. um, I like those better, honestly, but... (laughs) Um, in light of <laughs> in light of that, in light of the Lions' recent turnarounds, um, I was actually listening just now while kind of clean up a little bit. I, I guess Kate Cunningham has been like lighting it up in this summer league. Um, I have heard that both yeah. in the U.S. the U.S. team. So he d- he didn't want to go play for the actual U.S. team, but he's been like practicing with the team, and he's been basically like the best one out there, is what I've been hearing. Um, and then additionally, there's some camp that like everyone who's somebody in the NBA goes to every year. Um, that he's in right now, and it's the same thing. He's just kind of lighting it up. So, um, in light of all that, and uh, you know, the Wings kind of doing their thing, Michigan doing their thing. Um, is this the best time? Yeah, is this the best time with the most potential that the Detroit sports have had in your guys' lifetime? Sure, Dad, you want to go first? Um, so I'm trying to think back in years past when they've actually been good. I mean, it's exciting from the perspective that. I think there's there's hope again. You know, I, I don't think it's something you can pin on um, past success or actual success as much as it is optimism for the future. Because we're talking about a lot of young, unproven guys. Now, the Wings are a little bit different. They've actually gone out and signed some proven veterans. So there's more of substance there. Same thing with the Lions based on last year. But like the Tigers or, and the Pistons, I think we're getting a little a little geeked up about them because of the potential we see in young guys who've yet to perform. Yeah. But in answer to your question, yeah, I do think at least in the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years, this is probably as much excitement as we've had overall for Michigan slash Detroit sports. Yeah. I think uh, the only time I was thinking about a time that's a little bit trying to think if it's actually more recent now (laughs) i'm always uh when i think back older than i think i am but i think like early uh like 2005 2006 like right around when i was graduating high school there uh like the tigers went to the world series the pistons were still really good they won the championship in Mm -hmm. 04 
and the Wings were they were going to win a championship in was it was in 2008 2009. Yeah. So they were still really good. I feel like that to me, like the Lions, still I feel like had like sparks of interest. They weren't very good, but the other three teams were all like playing at a championship level. And I think to me, that's the best in my lifetime remembrance I can remember of all four. Uh, of the major Detroit sports teams being really good because each one of them were like, you know, top five in their league. Well, ex- with the exception of the Lions, but the other three were like top five in the yeah. league. And so that was yeah, pretty exciting. I think, yeah, I think that was probably the best. I kind of yeah. meant more of like, like, in, like viewing, viewing like a powder keg kind of thing in terms of like potential. Like, is this oh, but, like the future? Yeah, but this, I mean, I think you're right, though, completely. Like, that was a really, um, and I kind of forget about that era too because I was a bit younger and, you know, I wasn't even good at some of the teams, but. Um, yeah, I kind I, I kind of meant it a little different, but I like your point too. Um, oh yeah, about the future. I think this. Uh, I th- I think so. Yeah, I I'm a little less optimistic on the Tigers than you guys are. It's just been so long. But the same with the Pistons a little bit. But I like the way the Reds Wings are doing it. for sure. The Lions like this is the most hope and optimism I think I've ever had for the Lions, um, and they still really haven't done anything yet. But uh i'm trying to think like although when those teams were good you just assumed they were going to make the championship every year so i don't know it's kind of hard to i guess judge it i think it's just been so long since we've had success from any of the teams really that it it makes this period kind of just we're finally like seeing some glimmers (laughs) and it's i think when you throw michigan football in so yeah it does kind of take it a little bit more towards what we're doing now i mean michigan football has always been decent right except for those few years under in COVID under Harbaugh. But I mean, this year and the last couple of years, you, there's a realistic expectations that they could make the playoffs. And, you know, this year they're going into the preseason number two. Now, I don't know if that's real earned or not, or not but I think it's certainly a, a good time to be a Michigan football fan. Well, that's a good point about Michigan. I just think they've always been historically yeah. good, except for that. Yeah, there was like a 10 year. Yeah. Kind of right after the window I was talking about where they weren't good, very good until Jim Harbaugh came they back. They were historically but. good, but I never felt like – I mean, I, and once again, I was a little kid too, so I don't – it might have been different. But I never felt like they were quite as good as they do. I never felt as confident as I do about them now going into any season. You know, Like I feel like they should beat Ohio State next year. I don't know that I've ever – even last year I didn't feel that way, you know, because they were going to Ohio State. But, yeah. So. I think up until – like the Chad Henney years with – um not Navarre, who Lloyd Carr when he that because that's when I kind of started really paying attention to Michigan football, and they they lost to Ohio State more than yeah. they won, but I always felt like they were always like one and two in the polls, and it was always really good games. They should have won some of those. I feel like I still had that that hope and optimism. Like there's no reason they can't beat Ohio State, but yeah, yeah other than this, I think this is honestly the best Michigan's been in my since I've watched uh, you know football because like on a national stage, Michigan has a real shot at competing for a national title this yeah. year. And I don't know if I can really say that in the past eh, sometimes, but I think they were always a little overrated in the past. It's, but this year it feels it seemed like in the past, they never played to their potential. You know, you always right. heard. Yeah. They, they would always find a way to flub something up along the way. And it's sometimes I felt like they got a little bit big headed and they just didn't play to the potential. I feel like now they're actually, except for when they get to the college playoffs, um, but with that exception, I think they're at least playing the, to their potential now more than they used to. Yeah, I think that's a big part. Of it. I think it's the way they used to lose. And, and Craig, also, like like I said, I, you were older than me at the time. I, you probably had a better sense on like how good the team was. And so for me, it was just they kept losing. It felt like to Ohio State. 
and it kept happening yeah. in these like dramatic ways right at the end when like I, it, yeah. to me as a little kid felt like they were just as good and it was my team you know it was just it was just different yeah um no that's probably that's a good point though dad uh, I think there's a lot of potential. I think it's going to be pretty disappointing, though, because of that swing. Like, we all have a lot of hope for the next year for all of the teams. And uh, I don't know, especially, like, if the Pistons and the Tigers and the Lions underperform. The Wings, even the Wings, I think it's going to be really disappointing. We've just – I think I heard – so it's been – when's the last time a Detroit sports franchise has won a playoff game. I think it's been over 10 years. It's been a long, long time. time. <laughs> All four teams have just yeah. been bad. If you had to rank those in order and which ones you're most excited about, what would you, how would you guys rate those? You rank the teams? Yeah. Like of the teams we've talked about. So Michigan football, Lions football, Tigers, the Wings, and then the Pistons. As I, far as excitement. I think we're all probably most excited about the Lions, right? Are we all on that? I think so because think so. It's been just so because long. they've been so yeah. bad, yeah, so bad so for so I would long. Say then, um, Michigan's probably second for me right now. Who? What second? Michigan. I'd say yeah. Michigan. Yeah, and then I don't know. I'm kind of pretty excited for the Pistons this year. They could be really good. I heard, but I think Wings are Pistons. I'd go yeah, wings. I'm not sure. I'd go Pistons. Yeah, Craig, I heard a little, little tidbit. I heard that Asar Thompson is kind of like a St. Brown mold type where he's like um, like he's like he's just constantly like checking his playbook and shit like that too. So that's cool. Yeah, I've heard Jalen Jalen Duran's coming along real well. I, I still think he's going to be like a sneaky best player on this team next year. He was so good was. last year. And he was, what, 18? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. He, he dominated. A few, that game we went to particularly, he dominated that game. Yeah, he's also been like lighting it up in that USA League too. I guess looks looks like a man among mm-hmm. kids kind of thing. So that's cool. Yeah, uh, I feel like the the Wings I'm excited for too. I think the Wings mostly like historically they've had success. So it's it's the teams that I haven't seen win in a long time with Michigan, exception of Michigan football because I just love football. But it's nice to see them kind of uh, have some hope. I'm still real sketchy about the Tigers <laughs> next year, but I know you guys have a lot of hope. So. I just feel like it's such going to be such a young team, and uh, <laughs> and I feel like they're kind of overperforming a little bit this year, and it's just hard to do that twice. But we'll they're, 10, we'll they're ten games beneath five hundred. They're not overperforming much. No, right? I'm right. But any success they have right now is propped up on like three, like Torque, Green, and Carpenter. Though it makes me a little nervous going the next year that like maybe that doesn't quite happen and or doesn't move along. Good, yeah, you know some of these diamonds in the rough don't pan out again, kind of like an Eric Haas who had a couple good years and he was just, turns out probably really just overperforming. Yeah. <laughs> really wasn't that good. We'll see. I don't know. I think in the future, like three, four years down the road is very bright. It's just next year. I'm not, so, I'm not entirely sold. Craig, little, uh, another little tidbit for you. Uh, Matt Veerling playing third base now. I don't know if you heard that. Third base. <laughs> oh, is it still not center field? <laughs> He gets around, okay? He's a platoon guy. <laughs> so who's been playing center field? No Brett? one. Because, uh, you know, he's <laughs> just acting out there. That might be why they're still losing. That's it. That would explain the losing. First off, Greg, you should get to do Madden. It's really cool. They actually they sing the forward down the field when you score touchdowns the Lions. But... <laughs> do they really? 
Oh shit! You may have just sold me. I was gonna wait, but it might be worth it just for that alone. <laughs> They're finally giving the line some love. Yeah, huh? no, it's really fun, and uh, it's it's a lot less glitchy than the last one. It feels way less frustrating. Okay, as you get it. Um, okay. Right. I was so I uh, I'm in my first year of a franchise with the Lions. Dad, a franchise is just like a season. You take a team, you 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 go through like seasons with them, kind of thing. So I'm in my okay. first. Year. Yeah, you're like the general manager. Okay. Yeah. I'm the first year of the Lions right now. I'm in like I'm like five and one, so I'm like not quite happy halfway through the season. Um, I find myself uh, wanting to trade Jamison Williams for for something and getting good offers. Um, so my relay to real life for that would be if you could get like good value for Jamison Williams at this point, say a first round pick, even if it's a late one, would you take it? I first want to know why you're feeling that you want to trade him on Madden. I know that's not realistic to real life, but just curious. What, what, how does he play on Madden that you don't like to play I swear with him? to Christ, he runs the wrong fucking route like every other play. I don't know what it is. That sounds pretty realistic. Yeah, no, it is, <laughs> and he'll drop passes. Also, when he catches them, he does his own. It's very realistic. He does his actual stupid celebration he does, like the whole like way too excited for a four-yard catch kind of thing. You know? <laughs> it's just, it's I don't want to pass to him. I benched him again uh, for Antoine Green, their seventh-round pick the other day, because I just I don't want to play him. <laughs> just, I don't want to see him have success. I don't know. He's pissing me off right now. So That's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, would I trade him right now? I I think so. I think I would. I'm just not sure he's – I mean, we're going into year – it's going to be year two and a half before he gets on the field, essentially. And uh, I don't know. I, I just feel like he doesn't really fit the mold. I'm kind of curious why they traded up to draft him if he's if he's just this, like, knucklehead out there. <laughs> he doesn't – like, all of the other guys they drafted have this exact mentality, and then they drafted Jameson Williams who's like a total 180. <laughs> so I guess I don't get it, but I don't feel like they really need him. Um, so I guess, yeah, I'd, I'd probably at this point take a first round draft choice. Yeah, for him. I, I guess that's my other thing too. Like, because I haven't seen him play and there's no hope for so many weeks, like I don't want to use him. I just like, he's not going to play in real life. It doesn't feel right. You know, I don't know. That's... Yeah. Yeah. First of all, they're not going to get a first round draft choice for him. No. Not, not at this no. point. No. What about There's like the Chiefs? I feel like the Chiefs would give away like their late thirty-second first-round draft pick because they need wide receivers. I don't think so. I think maybe you get guys. People are gonna people are gonna look at him as a failed experiment. Then you're gonna be lucky if you get a third-round choice for him. And because of they're going into this season, they've kind of committed everything to this season. Yeah. And so why would you give away someone, even though he hasn't performed yet, someone that you saw some hope with regard to when you drafted them for something you might get next yeah, season and and what you're going to get next season likely is going to be no more than a third round choice you're all in this year so let's let's stick all in this year let's see what he's got if at the end of the year he's a total bust you're not going to get anything more in a third round at this point for him anyway trade him then for your third round choice i did Okay, but hypothetically, if you could get a first, and he's not going to play, he's going to be out for more than a third of the yeah. season. So to say he's like going to be a huge contributor this year, it's like maybe in the second half. But from what it looks like, it's, he's he has no connection with Goff yep. because he never is on the field to play. I don't think Goff likes him honestly. From what I heard in camp, like he they don't have that connection like he has with Saint no. Brown. So hypothetically, if you could get a first, I I'm a, I agree with you. You're hypothetically, not going to get one. But if someone offers if I, you 
The 25th overall pick. If I could get three first-round choices hypothetically for Goff, I would take it. Come on. (laughs) No, don't be silly. Come on. No, I still wouldn't do it. I still feel like you've committed all in for this year. Let's run with it and see what happens. If at the end it's a failed experiment, you cut your losses as best you can and get what you can for what you have. So let's go for it and give him a chance. I agree with everything you've said. His maturity level sucks. He hasn't shown anything. But somewhere somebody saw something in that kid as a special talent. You know, he's incredibly talented. I don't I don't think anybody uh, is knocking his talent. I think it's his drive and his passion and his maturity level that we have questions about. And I feel like that's also stuff you can't really fix. You can't. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's really some of hard. it. But... He keeps like, digging himself deeper. Like, it's going to be really hard for him to prove yeah. it. Like, I don't know. I'm. It's really hard to fix maturity, yeah. um, like your and and passion. Honestly, really, you can't fix the passion part. You can sort of fix the maturity if you get him with the right people around him, maybe. But I don't think he's not. Yeah, I don't think he's like out there like like a criminal or anything. He's just. I don't think he does it. I think he is. I think he. I think the reason they did draft him character wise is because he really is a he's a nutsack, but he's also a hardcore. He is a football guy. And I don't think he doesn't like. I don't think he lazes around out there. Um, like yeah, I generally saw him actually like try to block people on a bunch of plays in the preseason, which is cool. That's true. I actually heard have heard he's had some good blocks, which you know that. But that does show some toughness. That's not something a lot of wide receivers. Yeah, do. I just think he's an idiot. I don't think he doesn't care about the game. I don't think he doesn't care about the team and all that shit too. I just think he's an idiot, you know, which sucks. But remember yeah. Titus Young, what? Yeah, well, he's not. Titus Young was Titus Young was That's different. I, yeah. yeah, I don't think Jamison Williams is an asshole. I think he's just immature. Yeah. I, no, to your point, Dad, yeah. I, I'm just saying if they came and blew you away for some reason, somebody else wanted to give a flyer on him, would you take that chance? But yeah, no, this year they should give him every opportunity they can, and they will. They're not going to trade him, and honestly, they probably shouldn't. And again, unless you're just like, we're going to give you two first-round picks and, you know. Pat Mahomes for Jameson Williams. All right, sold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I want to see them commit everything like they have to this year. And I want to see what they can do. And that includes yeah. keeping him. And, and when he plays, it'll be awesome. <laughs> when he gets that one catch for the two yards. So it's, he was like one for two last year with a touchdown. Was, so yeah. was, um, that, that we, was his stat. We yeah, it was right. a it was a breakdown. And then they never, though. if you watch that play, like he was so wide open, yeah, <laughs> I could have caught that ball. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Any other thoughts on Madden there, Brett? Pretty good game. Like yeah. It? No, it's good. You should get it. It's uh, like I said, I've uh, I kept Goff. I haven't traded Goff yet. It's actually fun to use. Like nineteen touchdowns and five picks or something like that. So solid. Solid. That sounds pretty realistic. Yeah. Yeah. It, it feels way more realistic in general. So you should get it so we can we can play. All right. All right. <laughs> I think you've sold me on it. Mom, yeah. you ready to come sure, back in? in yeah. Chair. You look like you're falling asleep on the couch I am getting sleepy, there. but it's not, it, you know, present <laughs> company excluded. Right. It's just been a busy day, that's all. That's okay, Mom. We're no. I understand. <laughs> so. Mom, live on the podcast, Mom's like, you know, that's pretty fucking boring. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> and she's our only fan. <laughs> I'm yeah. still a fan. That's really why she's here. She's like, you guys need to up the tempo. This is this is getting slow. <laughs> now you guys have some good insights. All right. 
yeah something like that all right brett what you got um yes so kind of going a little bit off of what we did last week but not quite as hard hitting um we'll say so with all of like what we talked about last week but the concentration of money being the focus point in sports and kind of the deciding influencing factor behind everything um deciding who wins and loses who has access to stuff to win um is there a responsible way to refocus sports in america is it worth re- is it worth refocusing? Is it um, should we just let it kind of go as is? What are your guys' thoughts? What are you trying to refocus on? Making it less about just money, I guess. So, what kind of values do you want to promote? Uh, healthy competition, learning how to cope with losing, um, learning that you're always not going to be the best one at everything. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of different things, you know, focusing on what actually you can get. We talked about a lot of this a couple of weeks yeah. ago, the lessons you can get from sports, you know. I feel like it depends on um, which level of sports you're talking about. Um, I think I fair. think professionally, I think no. I think it's all about money, and it kind of has to be a little bit, or else, you know, you don't have the money. Why the does money. it have to be? Because if it's not about, like, you have to, it costs a lot of money to run these leagues, and you got to pay people to play, right? At this point, it, professionally, it's literally a job. So and there's a lot of people, you know, advertisements and stuff. And if it didn't like make yeah, but money, the players, the star players make tons and tons. Their their salaries are exorbitant for the service that they provide. That's true. Yeah. But they get paid well because they make money for the team. I guess. I guess it's different. I feel like there should be less, and it's creeped into. I think to Brett's point last week, it's creeped into like these unprofessional levels like below college i think at this point college athletes should probably be paid too but below the college like high school middle school yeah i really think that's gotten out of control and i think there should be some limits on like you know yeah but the thing with the thing with that though is high schools nowadays are basically like there's so many colleges that they're just academies for sports well right that's my point i think those shouldn't exist Listen, like that trickles into college though too, because then you have less people getting into college to pay for. On the back. There you go. Yep. Sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. you're good. It trickles. It trickles into college then too, because then you have less people having access to being a you know being a Division One athlete, and that's what you're seeing right now. Um, like it's it's just it's people who have the money to join these travel teams and and keep up with all that and keep on like the recruiting cycles and go to camps and all that shit. Um, right. Well, that's what yeah. I'm saying. I mean, it, it, is, it is more in high school, but that goes down to the college levels and then that trickles on the NFL levels even more so because so fewer players make it up that ladder, you know? Right. But. Right. So that's kind of what I feel like. Yeah. You sh- do you think you should stop at the college level then, too? Is that what you're Not, saying? I mean, it's interesting. I mean, yeah. And it, like my it, that would be my ideal hope. But at this point, it's it's, it's the whole. I mean, I'm a, I'm a pro NIL person. You know, I think college players should be making. Money. So if the college it, is going to make money off is of that, the only way to get into um, professional sports thing. is through college. Do What's they that? have any? Are is the only way to get into professional sports through college by playing oh. in college and getting noticed, or Depends even in high school? But you can't yeah. just show up on a team and say, "Can I try out?" Right. You could, but it I don't think anybody's going to give you a shot. Yeah. You need that exposure. So why though? Yeah. Why can't you? So you, because if you were if you weren't on a Big Ten team or a Pack whatever, if you were if you were 
if you were really good and you played for Alma College and you really wanted to try to get to play for the Lions, say, mm -hmm. you couldn't, why couldn't you just walk on and, and at least try out? I think. Why I, don't they give. The NFL doesn't. They don't, but there's nothing, no rules against it. Like, I know there has been those stories. Like, remember that was that Philadelphia Eagles Disney movie about they held tryouts and he actually made the team. So they could. There was, but I, there was a guy from like Alvin drafted one year. I mean, you can be drafted. Yeah, I think the theory is you're just yeah. you're not playing against very good competition. So you're probably not going to get to, you know, because the NFL is the best of the best. If, if you're not great against right Akron, are you really going to be good against mm -hmm. the New York Jets? You know, so right. I don't think there's anything against it. I just yeah, for that reason, you don't because you need that exposure and that experience. And they, it's kind of like these are all grooming you for the NFL and preparing you for that right. and that's why they like to draft from the big time college programs with the more money and stuff but that's but. my thing so it doesn't like yeah like it, it's that's my thing though because like it all starts with the nfl like and like goes down like that you right. really like you wouldn't just be able to stop it in high school sports and just stop you, mm -hmm. so where do you stop what, what do you think the solution is that how you fix that i don't know that's why i asked the question <laughs> so I guess my thing is if it's because college football has all the TV deals and there's a ton of money, I think it got to the point where it was getting frustrating that there's so much money there that it wasn't going to the people actually performing on the field. And that's why I have some issues with it for sure, but I do think it should go to some of the athletes because that's who we're watching every Saturday. Um, but it's a little different with high school and stuff. Some of those are high televised, but it's much rarer. Like, you know, Chelsea football has been pretty good recently, but they're not on TV. Chelsea doesn't make a ton of money from these games. You know, they make some ticket sales from home games, but it's not like, uh, you know, and it goes to the school, which is, you know, a public school. It's a little different there. So it's not like it's going to other people's pockets or something. But I guess that's why I feel like you could potentially have the divide between college and high school athletics or because it has become more of a professional, like minor league system in college than you know, I mean, especially for the NFL, college is, is the NFL, it's minor leagues. NFL would, so how specific, I'm sorry, I didn't quite get, how specifically would you filter it out to college? Just cut it off there and not have it go down the high school level? Yeah. How do you do that? I think you get rid of like the big time, like the ING Academy. Like I know a lot of uh, players from like go to Michigan from there. It's basically just a high school for athletes, you know? Yeah. I think that kind of thing. Um, I don't know. It is tough though. Cause it's like, if it's is it fair no but i guess if you have the money and you want to like put your kids in all these but then i don't know maybe that's not good for the kid maybe you just don't nah, do you, do you get rid of all the not. camps and shit then like i guess i don't know <laughs> i'm not sure right. like because there's a part of that that's probably good for them too but there just should be a limit to it right like you shouldn't go to like spend your whole summer going to like wide receiver camps no there's know? nothing wrong with having like everybody that wants to play soccer needs to go to soccer camp during the summer at some point yeah so that they keep their skills up but some of these kids that are like you know do you really need travel soccer for 10 year olds do do 11 year olds need to be traveling down to florida from michigan to play other teams i mean it just seems yeah seems silly to me and a waste of money and and it makes it a thing of privilege too it like, does definitely right. well yeah i was just I guess, gonna say mm -hmm. yeah that those were made by people who had the money and the time and the privilege and wanted to kind of separate themselves from 
you know, the rec yeah. leagues or whatever. The riffraff. Yeah. 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 We're better. So we're going to go create our own league over here. And then it became like, well, right. if you're any good, you have to go play in that league. now. Well, isn't it as basic as how do we define success? And we define success, yeah. at least in the sports venue, as winning. And so people will do whatever it takes to put themselves or their kids in the position to be quote unquote winners. Yeah. And that means defeating the other team, right? So until we can redefine what success is in sports, I think you're always going to have that element because then the people who want winners will spend the money to go get the winners to develop their teams. So it still comes back to money and ultimately your goal is winning. Yeah, I guess. And so I don't know how you get around that. It's, it's, the, whole, it's the whole like ethic of this country. Everything's, everything's competition based. Yeah. Everything's yeah. money. Yep. Yep. I don't think it's necessarily that winning is, I think it's winning is everything. I don't think the focus on winning is that bad, but I think it should be like, it's, it's all right if you don't win. And that's what you should lose. It should, we should learn in like the, the kids level. I right? Think, I think that's what you're teaching kids though. You know, so hopefully that winning is everything. No, I'm saying that you're, you're teaching them that winning is everything. And if you lose, mm-hmm. you're, you're worthless. I think that's kind of like the, what you're implanting in kids' heads by doing all that, you yeah. know? Maybe a little bit, but I well, the everybody gets a everybody gets a trophy thing. Yeah, that's the opposite of that. I don't love that either because I yeah, think it's okay no. to learn that like sometimes in life you're going to lose and it's going to suck. And I feel like that's... I don't think everybody knows to get a trophy. I think I think it's okay to learn that yeah. winning isn't everything. Yeah, it so is. You need to go back to that, right? Yeah, you gotta if you're gonna do that though, you gotta you gotta account for. Sorry, I didn't make that up. Nope. I, I think what the whole the whole participation trophy thing is trying to do is account for the inequities the the people who don't have access to that kind of stuff if it's right. if that's the intent it's just it's very overreaching like yeah, yeah. you're not get anything from that um yeah. i feel like that should come down to parenting though like you should be able to teach your kid like you know you lost that's okay like yeah. and we move on and it should be baked into the sport a little bit where we're not like you know you suck but i like i watch logan play and i don't feel like anybody does that like when when, the, when his team loses everybody's like the other team's pretty gracious winners, but it's like, I don't also think he needs a trophy though for coming in fifth place. Like, you know, you didn't win yeah. and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Your team sucked. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's life though. Sometimes there's going to be people who are just much better at you or something, or you're going to have to like not be the best and you're going to have to develop like coping mechanisms to deal with that. <laughs> I think that was, right. that's what this is supposed to be like a safe place to do that. So I don't like the, everybody gets a trophy mm-hmm. thing, but I think it was trying to level the playing field of like parents everybody's so anxious now and so that's like okay it's okay everybody's the best <laughs> you know so i think it's it, it always swings one way or the other too far i think it's intent was to try to cover for people who don't have who aren't winning because they don't have access to the best equipment and trainers and all that kind of shit so i like, it's 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 core i don't think it's a bad thing i just think yeah it diminishes anything you get from sports but, <laughs> but yeah yeah. I do think that that kind of attitude is more prevalent in this country than it is in other countries, say like in Europe. And I think it gets back to, you know, we're the United States. We are the rulers of the world and we right. have the most powerful military and we can do whatever we want. And in order to do that, you have to be a winner. And that's yep. what a winner is. And on some level, I think we we almost have to continue to promote that. Because the world's a dangerous place, but when it, if you drill it down the sports, we should be able to c- convey the, the thought that 
okay, you didn't win in football or you didn't win in basketball, but damn it, you're good at, in this area and, you know, you have worth because of that. Yeah, I think that's almost more important is to, to promote, like, you know, maybe you're not a great athlete, but we should put more emphasis on how great it is that you're so smart or you're so good at playing an right. instrument or, you know, promote mm -hmm. your other positive attributes because everybody right. has some. Yeah. I don't I think yeah, that would yeah. be better than everybody gets a trophy for losing a soccer game versus, you know, in school or whatever else they're doing that they get better that more positivity in the things that they are good at. Because I right. yeah, I think the only thing with that is there's a hierarchy to sports in like high school. I mean, it's I, for kids nowadays I understand like are a bit more better about this stuff than like back in our day, Craig, but like football was king at high school, right? Like it was it's just that's just how it was. And so yeah. Yes, like we need to we need to emphasize other things like music and all of their stuff, but it's it's like are we actually gonna do that or are we gonna like just kinda allow Well that's why it was king though, because you know, I mean like when on Fridays we always wore our jerseys to school and shit. And that was cool, but it, yeah. it put more focus on like, oh look at these athletes. Like when I had a concert or something, we didn't wear anything, nobody knew about it. They would make some bullshit announcement right. on it and nobody would show up with the parents. It's the same with like the school musical and stuff like they, they put up a poster, but like it was such there's so much pomp and circumstance with these football games on Fridays, which, you know, I participated in and I liked it at the time. But it, yeah. it does feel kind of shitty that the kids who have like an art festival coming up, you know, we don't have the band showing up. We don't sell tickets to it. You know, it's not like on the radio, yeah. Yeah. you know, so I feel like. I feel like it's okay to do that to sports, but you need to do it to other things or do it less to sports and do it more to other things. But I think you're right. There is too much emphasis on like winner winners are the best. And these athletes are the best. And it's like, yeah, well, you know, so I think remember Chelsea tried to do something like that when they started giving out varsity letters to things other than just sports. Yeah, you get like it is a first idea. chair in the orchestra or something. Yeah, you should get a or whatever first five chairs, whatever it is. But yeah, you should get a letter for it. You know, I mean that's cool. But I, I always it was good, and I think it emphasized other areas than sports. But it was always kind of like, yeah, okay, we're giving you a letter for, you know, bowling, but nudge, nudge, wink, wink. That's not as good as the letter you got for football. Yeah, I you think know, you got to start somewhere. So that's oh, what that God. is, but. You do, and in high school, man, you're 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 a teenager. That stuff means a lot, even if it is cheesy and like it, you yeah. look back on it, it's stupid. I mean, there's kids that like on the bowling team who got their first letter for the first time, and I don't consider it to be a sport. I don't, but at the same time, like that's awesome for them that they got yeah. that. You know, yeah. That's the other side of that. The people getting that kind of shit is like I, I want all generally people to be happy with themselves. Yeah, and that's my struggle. Yeah. yeah, like in this country, it's either you you're the best. You're the first or your last, right? Like that's the Ricky Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> Ricky Bobby. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, it, yeah. they made fun of it for a reason. It's true though. And it's the same with like, you yeah. know, cause everything is capitalism and it's like every, there's just this drive for pro it's the same with that drive for profits and everything. But anyway, it does, it trickles down to the schools. You're right. But I think it's good to promote the little things. They don't call them little things. Like, see, that's the same thing. I'm downplaying it. Oh, you yeah. got a good score in a math test. Yay. But really, is that more important than winning a fucking high school football game? Yeah, it is. Except for the one yeah. kid who's going to go to the NFL there. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, you got to start somewhere. I don't think giving everybody a trophy is the way to do it, personally. I think it's better to promote people what they are good at. Like, you are good at yeah. this, and you should be, uh, you should get a trophy for that. Not for getting sixth place yeah. in soccer. The positive reinforcement thing. When you actually do something right, you should 
Yes. Yeah. yeah, not positive reinforcement for losing. Like, I don't feel like that's a good mentality either. Because <laughs> then you, no, then you grow like, up in life and you're yeah. like, well, why am I not winning <laughs> at everything? Right. Well, it doesn't matter if I win or not, or if, if I do well at my job. I don't have to try at my job. Right. I'm still going to. Right, right. right. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I agree, Brad. I think, uh, and with dad and all that, there's too much focus on. I do think it's okay though, like in the profession, if it's your job, like this is your life livelihood, like, yeah, you should probably work your ass off and, you know, be the best at it, but it shouldn't be the end all be all in high school, middle school, elementary school in some points. Like the recruiting, don't yeah. they recruit like some eighth graders to play football? Like that should yeah. just be illegal, honestly. Like it just because now that kid's going to be on a fast track. Everything's going to be going to camps. He's going to have no childhood whatsoever. Exactly, you know? right, right. It's all going to be just football. You don't get kids playing multiple sports anymore if they're if they're at all good. Yep. You know, it's always these. Like it's just. Yeah. I almost. That's my. Yeah, but. I don't know how to fix that. I guess because I'm like, well, you get rid of recruiting. I, I don't know. Do you just like nobody gets an offer until after the senior year? Like you just, that's it. You'd have to have some kind of governing body, like take over and emphasize just like it would, it would have to, I don't know. I don't know what that would look like, but they would have to reverse a lot about the cultural attitude behind sports and attitudes about everything in this country. Like we kind of talked about. How about parents stepping in and saying, leave my kid alone. He's only in the eighth grade. Yeah, I mean, I think parents are living vicariously through their kids. So they're all into, you know, let's shove them forward because that makes me a better person. Exactly. So I think that's the problem with parents are like, oh, yeah, I think they push their kids to do a lot of these things. And they love it that they're being recruited when they're 12. And, you know, but is that good Mm -hmm. for the kid? Absolutely not. I don't think so. No. No, I don't either. But at the same time, Craig, that's why Michael Jordan became Michael Jordan because his dad was an asshole. Michael Jordan's like, also know? a it's... terrible person, though. Like you hear all the shit he's done. Because his dad <laughs> was an asshole. Like I, I, I don't know. That's that's worth getting. <laughs> I don't right think so. Now, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like you should be able to get to this point where you can have your physical talents and not also not be a dick. You know, like I don't see why it has to be one or the other. That worked for Michael Jordan, I guess. I mean, his life, I think, has also been pretty fucked up if you read some of the shit that's gone down. But so, but he has a lot of money, so there's that. He may have killed a few people, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good talk. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. we all agree Michael Jordan's an asshole. I like that. I like how we. I like how we brought that all around. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, mom. So mom picked the athlete this week. She saved us from I dad's uh, athlete from 1915. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a mathlete? Next, yeah, a mathlete. <laughs> Next week you're up though, dad. But all right, go ahead. Who wants to start with the first I'll question? Go. Is it a male athlete? Nope. Okay. Okay. Uh, is is uh, this woman still uh, active or is she retired? That's my question. Is she a retired no. athlete? Did this woman play a sport where it, she'd be considered a professional? Is she known mm. for being like a professional athlete? Is that what you're talking about? Or Yeah. Okay. Either way, whatever. Um, I guess it depends on how you define professional. Um, did she get paid yeah. for playing? The weird. definition did of she a what? professional. Did she get paid for her services of playing? I don't think so. 
<laughs> so we're looking at an amateur female. Yeah. Well, I, maybe. I guess it. Was she painted maybe. in the table? <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> the answer to this question. <laughs> All right, I got a question. Was she known for being like an Olympic athlete? Is that why this is? Yes. Okay, I figured yes. that was probably where this was. No, going. I guess I'm not. Yes, I'm not. I'm sure yeah. she made money from that, but I don't. That's true. That yeah, is a gray good. area for a lot of those athletes okay. if they get paid. Okay. Okay. So she was okay. an Olympic athlete. Um, she's retired. Uh, was she? A... Well, it's my turn. Go ahead. She's sorry. not my... retired. She's not retired. Oh right. She's not retired. Current. Right. Okay. Simone Biles. No. Don't... <laughs> yes. Jeez! Really? <laughs> you just you just questions. throw gases out there. <laughs> you gotta narrow it down. What? Right, what are these right. times you guys are gonna be wrong? Well, that was fun. How did you come up with Simone Biles? Yeah, you pulled that one out of your ass. Brett, what other female Olympic athletes do you know that are still competing right now? That's very sexist, Brad. She's the only. Comp- I'm just, also, just, I, I I think she yeah. actually isn't competing anymore. I'm All just right, saying. Mom. No, she's come back. I heard she. She is. competed as recently as like just a couple years ago. So heard, she is still in. I don't the think field. she's going to compete this this Olympics, though, is she? She I may not this year. Yeah. I heard she's up there. All, All right. right. So next yeah. week you get Russ Thomas. <laughs> well, at least we know ahead of time. Someone from the 1953 Lions. Oh, Jesus, Dad. Yeah, I have. It has to be like, oh, can you like 1970 nope. on at least? Maybe we can get a chance. All right, 1970 on. <laughs> like even that's going to be difficult, I think. But <laughs> I think Mom's got a headache already. <laughs> What's that? You have a headache already? Yeah, yeah. Mom no. spent more time researching <laughs> no. Simone Biles than it took us to guess I it. I did. Cause... I spent a lot of time. She's a very interesting young person. Uh, she is. She's really cool. She's yeah, she's won a lot of. She's been. She's won a lot of like first. She has a lot of records for being like the first female and the first African American and to yeah. win. And she's definitely the most decorated gymnast. Yeah, I think one By of the far. most uh, yes. Olympians of all time, other than like Michael yeah. Phelps, who. Which is, yeah, yeah, which is pretty cool. She had a. She also had a really good impact on like mental health. Both athletes. She did. She brought a lot of awareness to um, mental health. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Was she one of the ones who was afflicted by Larry Nasser? Yep. Yeah. Wow. She was. That'd be an interesting topic too, right? Yeah. Predators in sports, like Larry Nasser, the guy from Penn State. Remember that? Well, there was a Michigan coach too, wasn't there? Michigan, or, yeah. I know he yeah. wasn't a coach. The he doctor, was a the team doctor, the doctor yeah. or whatever. Yeah. 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 And then it, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That might be. I'm not sure. Did you ever see that? There was a documentary called. Um, athlete a or something like that and it was about that larry nasser thing it was really really interesting about how all the women came forward but how long it took yeah. and all the things that transpired was really interesting yeah. and very sad did michigan ever wind up settling with that guy or the victims it just like disappeared didn't yeah it? so probably they settled kind of yeah. fell off the radar yeah, they probably paid him. They some probably debt. settled. Yep. State yeah. had a settlement with Nas with the Nasser's victims. Yeah, they did a set up like and a fund or state? something, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, he got two story. He got. I heard that Nasser got shanked in the neck in jail a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, he didn't die. It's cool, so he can suffer. Is he dead? No, no, he's not dead, but he'll get shanked again. So yeah. <laughs> that's some sick. Can't say I feel too yeah. bad for him. Yep. Yeah, who was the guy? Who was the guy? 
was it Dr. Anderson at U of M? I think it was yeah. Anderson, yeah. What was the guy at uh, Penn State? What was his name? Uh, Paterno. No. no. Oh, no. He was the coach. Yeah, he was the coach. But... Yeah. Uh, Jerry yeah, something. Yeah, Jerry Sandusky. Yes. Yep. Sandusky, yes. yeah. Yep. And what did they do to them? Did they revoke their right to play in a bowl game for a couple of years or something? Uh, it was like four years or something, wasn't it? It was a long time. Yeah, and they like cut their scholarships. They I did. Think, right? and then, yeah. 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 But nothing happened to Michigan or Michigan State through the NCAA? No. Yeah, wow. why didn't something happen to State? That doesn't seem right. I don't know. Maybe I mean, maybe the uh, investigation showed like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, that's a good question. I'm not sure why Penn State did, but not the other two schools. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. you think at least in both the universities were like negligent at the very yes. least, right? Like, yeah, like I, a lot of people have probably knew and kind of pushed it under the rug. Like, yeah, yeah. So apparently, some of those Michigan football players told Bo about it. That's and, what I heard. Yeah, and yeah. Bo would just kind of say to them, you know, don't be a baby kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. he used different words than baby, but yeah, yeah, but he's <laughs> checking for my prostate. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get yeah. On a 19-year-old. Yeah, I need to check your prostate on a 19-year-old. It's I know. What's that a sore leg? Bend over, son. Yeah. <laughs> this is how we get to your sore leg. Yeah. 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 Pretty fucked up, pretty really. Good. Yeah. Did you hear about the the Northwestern one recently too? No. A couple weeks oh, ago. Fitzgerald. What yeah, he got canned because of it. They uh, there was a culture of well, first oh, of all, it was, it was hazing like, very, and stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, like like sexual hazing. Like they would like hump freshmen. Yeah, get them butt naked and hump them. Yeah. and then they wow. would have uh like this like race culture where all the black players would have to cut their hair, and we're told it wasn't part of the northwestern way if they didn't cut their hair. So yeah, wow, <laughs> wow. And that wasn't that long ago, right? Was, this just stopped happening. It was like a month yeah. ago. We're, we're not yeah. talking about the fifties. That's just wow. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, a good talk. Institutional like racism and stuff that's still prevalent apparently today. <laughs> but yeah. anyway, yeah, a lot of fucked up stories in sports. I'm glad yes. we ended on a positive note, though. So that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Dark, twisted. How about Larry Nasser? See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but seriously, on that note, anything else, guys? <laughs> You're going to get a very hard 20 question until next week. Yeah. Better start researching now. I will uh, try to watch the Lions and uh, give give some better thoughts on their last preseason game. (laughs) Come on, Craig. I know. Come on. I was working. (laughs) I like work and sleep when I'm working. I didn't have any time to watch it. Very lame excuse, Craig. I know. I know. We're not we're not paying you anymore to be podcaster director. I'm sorry, I've been, yeah, man. I've been getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> Where is this fun set up? <laughs> Dad's been paying someone. He doesn't. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining again. Always fun. Had a good time. Thanks for joining us, Mom. Are you gonna join us again next week? Yeah, maybe. maybe. I don't know oh. if you want me to. We'll see. see if there's something I can contribute. All right, we'll see. See how it goes. Right. Okay. All right, Thanks guys. for including me this time. Yeah, yeah. it's fun. Yeah. See ya. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.
Hey, thanks for listening to our latest episode. We'll be back next week. Dad's going to be picking out an athlete for Athlete 20 Questions. You can listen to Brett and I struggle, try to figure out which pre-World War II athlete this dad decides to go with. We'll also go over the Lions' latest preseason game, the last preseason game of the season. Hopefully, Jared Goff will not play, and Teddy Bridgewater wears number 50 again. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter, slash X, whatever it's going to be called, at MotownFamilySR. See you next week. It wasn't me. I didn't touch it. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. What is that sound? <laughs> How about Larry Nasser? See you next week. <laughs>